Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series that Ronnie Feldman and I have put together for Compliance Week 2019. In this podcast series, we present some different things that you can do during Compliance Week to jumpstart your compliance communications program. So in Episode 1, we debate whether Compliance Week is BS, Ronnie's position, or my position that, no, it's important and significant. We also talk about the concept of a petting zoo for compliance. In Episode 2, we talk about the use of talk shows as a way to communicate. In Episode 3, we consider contests and games you can put on. In Episode 4, we give a potpourri of other ideas which would work for you during Compliance Week. And in Episode 5, we wrap up around education and influence and how to use Compliance Week really as a starting point for a great communication strategy throughout the year. I know you will find this useful, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Ronnie and I had a lot of fun putting it together for you. Thanks again for listening. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman back for another episode in our Compliance Week series of ideas for you. In this episode, we're going to discuss contests and games. Ronnie, what are your thought about thoughts about using some different contests or perhaps even games to help emphasize a compliance program during your Compliance Week celebration? Yeah, I think uh, this is one that a lot of uh, uh, companies have this is covered ground. Uh, there was that ethics jeopardy that was going on for a while. I feel like a lot of companies have gone through that. I know me and my company have created custom written, uh, uh, you know, ga- game shows where you can uh, have audience members um, or actors playing audience members that is a fun way to kind of cover off on lots of different uh, topics where maybe you give the silly, silly answer. Um, and then, you know, uh, the, 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 obvious, the answer is actually quite obvious. So you kind of play the opposite to get a laugh. Um, but there, so the, the whole idea of like that ethics jeopardy thing is, is something that different departments can run during that week. Um, some other things you could do, though, to get across the organization. I worked with a company, um, I guess it was about 18 months ago, and they had a uh, created a contest where we created this little jingle about speaking up and they pushed it out and asked employees, they pushed it out by via Yammer, by the way, uh, one of those sort of internal social media style uh, um, channels, which I think is a great way to reach people. But the only way to build an audience on those channels is to push out something interesting. So what they did, they had a manager who pushed out this jingle and said, I'm having a contest. I want you to lip sync uh, singing to this speak up jingle and make a selfie video of that and re-upload that back, and the winner gets a prize. Um, so I love that idea. So they generated a whole bunch of new views by creating a contest around one piece of content about singing um, this lip sync song. I've also seen companies make contests like create a little selfie video telling a story of an ethical dilemma that you've been involved with. Um, or um, I, I like these because these aren't necessarily making you act, but it's just grabbing your phone and telling a story and uploading it. Um, 
other little games I've seen. Um, I, you might have heard me mention this before. I love the simple party game, Two Truths and a Lie. So that's a real simple way to, to do Two Truths and a Lie about a policy. Uh, you can use that to debunk misconceptions. You can have people vote on what they think is true or not true. Um, so that's a way to do a, a simple series, one on each policy, where you can highlight two facts about it. Um, and uh, uh, here's another idea. Um, this could be something that, that could be you know during a week, or you can kind of do it uh, on a longer period of time. But I like the idea of a scavenger hunt. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've seen this where you do this to promote different aspects of your code of conduct. So every company's got a code of business conduct that employees rarely reference. Uh, companies spend a lot of money making sure that there's, there's this code and everybody sort of generally knows about it. But then if you, you actually interview them, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, and they don't necessarily know where to find it. So I love the idea of embedding like some Easter eggs in different parts of the code. Uh, Tom, you know what I mean by Easter eggs? You bet. You bet. Yeah, yeah. like so yeah, yeah, you, you hide a fun fact um, on online where the code is and you send people hunting for those fun facts and they have to come back with the answer to that question and in, in input that answer um, to get the reward. So it's a way like you can hide a little fun fact about a conflict of interest or it could even be something non sequitur. The point is go find the conflict of interest policy and find that thing. So now you've taught them where to go and then come back and input the answer in this place. And what you're doing is teaching them where these different policies are. And if you write it cleverly enough, you can write those fun facts having to do with that uh, policy. Ronnie, if I could hear, you said something that struck me that I don't think we've mentioned yet. Um, when you do find that egg and you do correctly identify where in the policy a certain language is, uh, why not have a gift? Uh, why not give um, uh, some sort of prize? I don't want to suggest a booby prize, but you can always give a T-shirt. You can always give a hat. You can give a, a credit at the Starbucks if there's one in your complex. You can give a Starbucks gift card if there's not, because uh, with the ubiquity of Starbucks, there's going to be one somewhere close. There's a wide variety of things that you could actually give away as uh, prizes that are not going to violate any conflict of interest rules. And um, sometimes, you know, those kind of generate a little bit of fun within a uh, employee workforce as well. Yeah, I dig it. Like, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, reward uh, thing is uh, it has less to do with the monetary value of the war and the fact that people like to win things. So anytime you can create a competitive environment um, where people are competing, at, you know, because you've seen companies do this, like the first department that certifies that, 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 has, that, that has finished certifying that they've uh, done their code training, you know, sometimes wins an award. I've always um, enjoyed that. Uh, although most of those trainings, they have to hunt people down because the trainings are boring, <laughs> but the, the premise behind it is solid, which is give them a reward for doing the right thing. Positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement. Yeah, it's a great idea. So the, uh, really, it seems like once again, we're only limited by our imagination here. Uh, but I was wondering if, are there any improv techniques or any improv strategies that you could bring to um, kind of a contest in games? Could you ask uh, employees to 
to engage in the kinds of things that you help people do when you go on site and do training? Is that something that they could consider as well? Improv to me, I mean, can many be many different things. Like I've um, done performances where we've brought a cast of actors to do like a whose line is anyway show, but we actually make all the gets and inputs be about like core values or principles. So, you know, you're, you're generating fun scenes in the moment um, uh, as a performance, but you're building it around your theme. So that's a, a fun, a fun thing. I, uh, in the previous episode, we talked about talk shows. I've certainly done that as a, a performance. Um, um, so there's, there's that. There's also the ability to teach improv skills, um, which are fun, interactive things. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit as a, in our next podcast. Um, but the whole idea of like these contests and games is to get people not doing rote things, but thinking we improvise every day. It's thinking about how these policies can affect me as an individual. So that's why I like involving uh, people, um, asking them to do something answer a question, make a video, sing a song, you know, ask them to, to use their creativity to apply it to your, um, your policies. I want to bring up one more idea before we, we finish up uh, uh, here, which is the, um, it occurred to me that one of the, I, I'm a big fan, um, as we talked about in the last episode about using audio as a way to reach people. We talked about it in the terms of podcasts. But another thing for Compliance Week that I find is uh, fun is um, we've we've written some songs about speaking up, songs about you know we're the kind of company that does the right thing, songs about um, uh, we're we're all in this together. Uh, and the thing I like about maybe creating a, a song about ethics and integrity and speaking up is that it conveys a theme, and audio is something that you can reach people who aren't sitting in front of a computer. So, for example, we created this um, song called The Right Thing, and the company played it over the loudspeaker during lunch. Um, you can play it as hold music before a webinar. You can play it underneath the internet site. You can play it between speakers at an event. You can play it at, uh, between speakers at a training. It's, it's a way to kind of embed this earwormy song uh, into the organization. So that's a fun activity. Um, and then the company I work with, they made little contests about it. What they did was um, they said, uh, let's vote on your favorite lyric. And they listed five lyrics um, or, you know, asked some open-ended questions on their internal social media channel about like, what part did you like about the song? What part did you hate about the song? <laughs> Basically used it as a stimulus to create interactivity. So yeah, that was another fun idea. Ronnie, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time for this episode, but I hope our listeners will join us again for our next episode where we take up another idea or two. You want to say goodbye to everyone, Ronnie? Bye, everybody, Ronnie. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.